are you guys worlds on fire at all or just you know beating your head into walls or are you like sharpening your pitchforks where are we at in this calming down <laughs> calming down some i was i was a wreck before yeah it wasn't calming down. wasn't doing particularly well uh monday or yesterday still uh, you know it, uh, i don't know if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, uh, we just, you know, uh, it's the life of them. They they just hate their lives is what we're getting at. So I'm just wondering how they're dealing with it. It's nothing to do with anything. Getting that's going back on into in the going world. to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it this morning, which makes like nine years in a row. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's rough. You get, a, uh, it's you rough. get a coin for that. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just a it's just a burger king I'm gonna go to my coin yeah, right. <laughs> they even have those i don't even remember it's funny you say that i'm sitting next to my mixing board and i literally have a burger king keep on biking metal burger king license plate that you would like hang from the back of your bike it says brent hand and i'm pretty sure my mom did it in about 1980 because it's all like off she didn't even like take the time to like put my name on straight <laughs> Nice. Oh, it's good stuff, man. So it's got the king. It's got the Burger King logo, and it says "Safety is no accident." Wow, <laughs> that's awesome, man! What, that's a, what a meta an, joke. What an exciting time. That's so good. So you could say that my future is set. I'll probably sell that on Antiques Roadshow one of these days for a cool eight, nine, twelve figures, and just be fine with it. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, this is the the Burger King Kids Club safety thing from notorious serial killer Brent Hand." <laughs> <laughs> we got to start using if, my middle name if I'm gonna be a serial killer. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> if only, uh, if only that sticker was on uh, straight, it'd be I, worth a lot more. <laughs> I know, I know. Which oddly enough, my my middle name serial killer. So it's it's uh, oh, it's like very exciting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your name was Bye My. Bye my hand. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got that going for me. What else is new? Anything going on in your guys' worlds? Nah. We just recorded. Actually, we just recorded a really exciting episode with Rabia Chowdhury um, from the Hidden Gin and from um, uh. You know the lawyer for Anon uh, Syed. So yeah, pretty exciting. she her follow up to um. Oh my god, why am I brain farting? Uh, uh, cereal uh, was so much better than cereal to me. Yeah, it's so good. It dude, was. It's so good. It made me excited for that case much more than cereal did. Um, uh, it's, I can't, I can't say that enough about her. And, and no, she's doing. got, she's got a new show on the history of, uh, the gin, right? Which in, in, um, uh, we probably listeners probably know that better as genie, mm-hmm. right? Genies. Um, but like they're this sort of meta space between, or they're kind of like in this liminal space between demons and humans in, um, you know, kind of ancient Abrahamic religion and then in modern day um, Islamic lore. And oh my God, super good show. Check it out. And yeah, we have an interview with her about um, about that topic and, you know, everything. Oh, it's, it's going to be so exciting. So we we finished recording that um, last week, which is really exciting. So that's awesome. It should be coming out soon. In one of the, uh, the Sookie Stackhouse novels, I don't remember which one, which was made into True Blood. Very, very different than the True Blood tv show but there was like a throwaway line in one of them where they're talking about 
different things. She's like, next thing you're going to tell me genies are real. And he turns, he looks at her, he's like, never even speak to a djinn. Don't ever <laughs> accept a wish from a djinn. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, you know, I, I, I rub every lamp I see, but um, all I usually get is kicked out of antique store. So nothing's working for me so far. <laughs> Uh, so uh yeah we uh dare dare i say that uh you have any good news to say mr flora yeah uh, no <laughs> it's basically all the same stuff um no, just I've finished up uh photober and yeah yeah. yeah it really is um yeah i've got some ghost stories uh coming out next and then uh i've got a couple of um episodes planned for this month one of them is a uh an interview with dr lynn mcneil um who is a folklorist and a professor at, I think it's uh, Utah state. Uh, but she's very cool. And we talked about, uh, all kinds of, uh, folklore stuff, folklorists like and, and storytellers, people that, that make their living telling stories like that is just a fascinating thing to me. And they it keep is. those alive. I, I, yeah, I wonder sometimes if you have to be a, a professor or something, you know, if you have, <laughs> you want to go into folklore, you, you, I mean, how else are you going to make a living unless you teach it? That's right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. We kind of, we kind of do folklore though. Like we're part of that whole. Milieu. I wouldn't call this a living. <laughs> no, that's true. And <laughs> everything I say is true. So I don't really want to be tagged on. And oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, right. Everything you guys do on the show is totally hundred percent true. Uh, my bad. Just ask us. We'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I got well, an extra. Uh, so this will come out. Yeah, the the day after this one comes out, we did a fun. We had a, a contest on our Patreon, and the winner could pick a topic. And they picked one that we had been given a thousand times. That's a that's a lie, but a, a lot of times. Mel's Hole, and we finally covered Mel's Hole, and it was one that I was familiar with, and I actually had a lot of fun just talking about how fucking crazy that story is. And I love it just because it's a good old coast to coast AM Art Bell birthed story. <laughs> so many you things got, just you, come from a guy called into coast to coast AM, a woman called into coast to coast AM, and just it begets an entire almost genre of shit. Some of the wait, you you and John, you guys both, you guys both went into Mel's hole. We did. We went spelunking in the old dirty dark hole. At uh, the same time? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Did you wear a rubber? It's a twofer. Boom-ts. <laughs> that's a, no, that's a, that's gross. Uh, yeah. gro- the <laughs> name of the episode is DVDA. You'll be able to find it everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Down very dark uh, anal. No, just anal. No, I'm not even going to oh. church it up. <laughs> I, love, I love stories like that, though, about bottomless holes, because it's like, you know, well, I... I went as far down as I could, or like you know, in this one, right? Doesn't he? He says that he like, 80, he, say like he threw a dog he down it or something th- crazy. Well, the neighbor threw Cheap. his dog in after it died, and then that came back, and he supposedly put down eighty thousand feet, you know, like fourteen miles of <laughs> of test line that for deep sea. Which John, I, we didn't think about until around the show. I didn't even do the math. I, what does that weigh? You know, fourteen right. miles right. of test line is gotta be heavy. 
But he did the smart thing when he started. Well, true, and he did the smart thing when he started. Before he got to about 1,500 feet, he put some lifesavers on the end of it to see if they hit water and dissolved, and unfortunately, they didn't. So he brought them back up and put some weights on it. You know how it goes. (laughs) I was going to say, that'd be hilarious. He's just been throwing... It's just curled up someplace. Like, what a moron. <laughs> Somewhere, oh though, God. it is actually like a, uh, a wormhole. And on the other end of it is just some dude's toilet. And like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> just constantly <laughs> string coming out of it. <laughs> Janine, <laughs> I've got another lifesaver in my asshole again. What, what's going on? <laughs> There's some weird clown someplace pulling fishing line out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't think I put fishing line in here today. Does that look what like a, weird, a fucking a weird dog trick. to you? <laughs> oh Son of a bitch. It's very strange. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one, dare I say. But uh, speaking of fun, we got some stories, hopefully, uh, this week. I'll start this week since I... Um, I'm the one talking. How's that work? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Mine starts from Huffington Post. Chris, this one is a, uh, it's a nod to you. I think you'll appreciate this one. Man who made knife knife from frozen poop among 2020 IG Nobel winners. Now, the IG Nobel is a play on the word ignoble or, you know, for not honorable. And it's kind of like the, uh, the Razzies, almost. It's a satire prize award uh, awarded annually since 1991 to celebrate 10 unusual or trivial achievements in scientific research. And it's stated to aim being to honor achievements that first make people laugh, then they make them think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, an anthropologist who tested uh, the urban legend by fashioning a knife out of frozen feces is one of the winners. Metin Aaron, M-E-T-I-N-E-R-E-N. Uh, he has been fascinated with uh, since high school by the story of an Inuit man in Canada who made a knife out of his own excrement. And the story has been told and retold. But is it true? Question mark. So uh, science found a way. Aaron and his colleagues decided to find out. So he's an assistant professor of anthropology at Kent State University in Ohio and the co-director of the university's experimental archaeology lab. That's some experimental archaeology right there. And they used real human shit frozen to minus 50 degrees centigrade and filed it to a sharp edge. Then he did the only same thing. He tried to cut meat with it. <laughs> Let's see if he could <laughs> stab something. Why did it? I Okay, number one. Feels to me like the choice to use real human poop was a was was elaborate. It was well, not necessary. So the guy said he used his own feces in the in the story. Okay, I I I feel like the difference. First off, he froze it, so he could have just seen. Can I make an ice knife? Right? No, Chris, you're you're splitting hairs here, John. Go forth. He did exactly what the dude said he did in the story, which was. Took his own shit and tried to stab something with it. <laughs> what? What? I just don't. If you if you have access to poop. I, uh. Yeah, but they don't eat the same things we do. Who's to say the consistency? I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm just on saying. PC, so I'm just I will saying defer to you for this. But I'm just saying if you have access to a place where you can freeze your poop, you also probably have access to like rocks. But but or trees. Mm. But what's that? What are rocks and trees? 
I mean, unless the guy is like he would is the story that he was in like a freezer. No, someplace? no, he was out in the middle of the fucking he was an Inuit in like Alaska or or the tundra. And he was I believe the story goes he was attacked and he used the, the frozen poop as a knife to fend off an animal. So he just already had the frozen poop knife with him. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I, really don't, I, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, these are. These are good questions. Chris, like, there's a story that a man was out in the wilderness one time. He had nothing to defend himself. Took a shit. He was being attacked. He fashioned a knife out yeah. of said shit How, and stabbed animals with it. Was so it, did, was the, it? did the did the animal wait for him? Was it like, hey, you know what? You know, it was right. getting cold, and he's like, you know what? I better just start on this. I don't remember this being in the gray. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> well, it wasn't. They, it wasn't yeah, cold enough in they, the gray. <laughs> they churched it up in the gray. So literally, so though, that's confusing. the story that the guy, the guy who was in the wilderness, you know, he needed a weapon and he used his own shit. So they took, he took said human feces to see if it could work. What did he sharpen it with? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> he just kept licking it, licking it. Oh, man. The the point of the story is he knew it was bullshit. He was trying to prove it was bullshit. And, and, uh, 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 uh not bullshit. Well, it didn't work. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it didn't work. He found that you can't really, you know, stab meat with shit. So, the point was to show evidence that fact checking is vital. That was the point he said. And he checked these facts and found that they did not work. Therefore, it doesn't work. And uh, huh. it said that he had attended the IG Nobel ceremony in 2003 as an undergraduate when he was at Harvard. And so he was super excited to finally win one. He said, quote, to be honest, it's a dream come true until that prick Chris Cogswell started throwing a fucking wrench into the whole thing because he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's a quote which seems very pointed, but it's in the Huffington Post story. You can find it. Chris, would you want to win one of those? It, uh, I, so long as I don't have to touch poop. Fair. So, yeah, and the others, there's others that they looked at the world leaders who thought they were smarter than doctors and scientists. A team of uh, researchers looked at why chewing and other sounds drive people crazy. Uh, yeah, there's lots, you know, why people that study insects for a living seem to be creeped out by spiders. That was one of the things that they gave away awards for this year. Hmm. And this that is real science. So the point of this whole thing is these people that do it, these are real scientific studies done by researchers or universities and though it is kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing they are being awarded because they are doing good science that dude is uh that anthropologist is sitting at home like how can i how can i make my study of anthropology about my ass <laughs> how can i do it <laughs> this is the only the only place i want to explore <laughs> it's just terrifying uh so that's that's from huff post that's my story Poop knives. Now, not the kind of poop knife like you have, you know. <laughs> like I don't know if you ever heard like of a poop knife. You know, oh, that's a that's big thing. Tup, 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 tup. No, no, a frozen poop knife. Literally uh, made the poop into said knife. So, so I actually, I actually watch a guy on YouTube who uh, I don't know actually, if I, I want you to finish this story after. No, what well, we so just I don't. Said. Yeah, so I don't. I actually don't know if it's. I don't know uh, the the person's never on camera, but so whoever they are, they are in um, Japan. And they make knives out of weird things. Okay. So like there's an episode where they make a knife out of like paper. They make a knife out of milk. They make a knife out of any, like all the episodes are about, you know, 
they've just gotten increasingly elaborate, but mm-hmm. this is one that I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen on there yet. Poop knife. I, I want to know how it broke. Did did it snap? Did it just not cut? Like what? Um, I what was the fault? Um, I would assume that as you're doing it, it's either going to become brittle. Now, this is me assuming, or warming up enough that it's just going to start falling apart. Yeah. Oh man, and hopefully it wasn't corny. That's all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> well, that makes it serrated. It's going to say it's easier to hold. <laughs> so gross. Better, better so me. gross. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Chris, oh, skeptical Chris. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, so I actually... I have I have two. One of them is quick though. Pet adoptions are up across the country during COVID. Yay! Good which for the, which for makes everyone. me very happy. Which is great. Okay, that's that's my little one. The the, er, the serious one though. This was kind of an interesting story. This came out in um, this came out a while ago, but I thought it was really interesting. And it's one that I've wanted to talk about on the show, but we just haven't had like a chance to talk about it really. Mm-hmm. So it, this comes from a, an article published in March. Um. 
titled Widespread Genetic Connectivity of Feral Pigeons Across the Northeastern Megacity. It's published by Elizabeth Carlin and Jason Munshi South, both of whom are from the Department of Biology at Fordham University. And so what they actually found was they did a study of the genetics of pigeons in um, the eastern coast of the United States. So from Boston down to Washington, D.C. And what they actually found was that um, although the pigeons in like the pigeons all the way from Washington up to basically like uh, New York Mm -hmm. all shared like all of them had a common genetic traits. Like, like, obviously, they all have common genetic traits, but, like, they all – they had interbred. So, they were, like, part of a – You a could recent, trace them back. You could or, – Exactly. Or, or like, they were – yeah, they were part that. of a – they were part of a recent – Um, they, they had common enough genetic structure together that they were essentially part of, like, one extended, extended family mm-hmm. over generations, right? Mm-hmm. But what they found was that the people – or the people, the pigeons <laughs> in Boston and Providence were of a completely different family. And so they found basically that um, – so first off, pigeons – it's really interesting because pigeons only really travel like from the place that they're born. They usually travel like 25 kilometers at maximum. Yeah, they right? don't have a huge range like, like a Right. They, they a don't have, they don't have a huge range. Exactly. Um, so all this mixing from like New York or even like New Haven, like it, it went as far as like uh, industrial Connecticut. Um, but so from there all the way down – they found that essentially those areas, um, the pigeons must have migrated and then bred and then kind of the, you know, the mixture just kept happening down and down and down, but they weren't able to cross essentially the, the green part of Connecticut. So they weren't actually able to cross from like New Haven over to like Providence, Rhode Island. So it's like this hard barrier, like separating yeah, them. Exactly. It's like a genetic, it's a genetic barrier. Um, and so it's re- it's just so fascinating that like we think about um we think about like genetic diversity and you know you have stories in like the weird stuff that we cover where you know oh there's a a special type of you know mountain lion that that hunts uh you know that hunts in the areas that people live in or whatever mm-hmm. or you know even like cryptids or like mothman or whatever um you know mothman being like the least real of the cryptids but it's fascinating to me that you can actually get this kind of genetic disparity and thinking like over time, the way that say a pigeon, because Boston and Providence are significantly different than those other cities. Right. Right. They're colder. Um, they are, uh, they're, they're less city like really, you know, there's, there's less high buildings. There's less, there's all these different kind of changes to the ecosystem that's there. And so for me, it's just so fascinating to think that, you know, in a thousand years and 2000 years, um, something is like right now we're changing so drastically that it's, it's doubtful that anything would happen evolutionary evolutionarily with these pigeons, right? Like mm. in a hundred years, it's likely that that part of Connecticut will be industrialized. Frankly, we're just, we're like slowly morphing to living in, um, Midgar in final fantasy seven, but <laughs> mega city one, right? Well, essentially. <laughs> right. But it's, it is so fascinating though, to think that, um, in previous generations, something is something as simple as that, right. That humans, um, didn't industrialize certain parts of this, of this land or didn't make cities or big communities in certain parts of this land. So you end up with something say like, you know, 
a different type of like field mouse or a different bug even or whatever. Like, it, I don't know. I just, I thought it was really cool. And it's like a, it's a fascinating look at how animals interact with us in cities and the places that we live. Hmm. Yeah. Mine's a little bit more highbrow than the poop knife. And uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, I actually read a little bit into this. Both sets of those pigeons had Genghis Khan DNA. So he really was as prolific as they say. Interesting. In, uh, <laughs> Interesting. In, in spreading his seed. Had a little uh. pangolin in there too, right? <laughs> That's what I heard. Hey, why, why did the, you said they couldn't cross a green barrier. Is it like forested there? Is that what, what you mean in Connecticut? So what I, yeah. So what I mean is basically if you look at, um, even actually if you go to like Google maps yourself, right. And just look at like the satellite view of, um, look at the satellite view of like, you know, uh, that part of like the, what's the word? Like that part of the world, right. Um, you can follow along, um, browner areas from like, say Boston down to Providence, that I 95 corridor, it's all urbanized, right? So you can actually follow along and see that there's like less forest. There's, um, there's like a direct connection there from like big building to big building. It's almost. just too far of a, an right. area for them to, to travel without the people and the urban sprawl because it, they, they eat the trash and the, you know, they almost are codependent on us. So they're not going to go out through the woods and travel that great distance to meet the yeah, others. Exactly. But like, yeah. but if you look, if you look though at like, if you look on Google maps though, from like, so from New York city um, up say to like Connecticut, it follows I 95 Right. So it goes I-95 all the way up and then you end up hitting like Hartford and then it goes up to like Chicopee, Mass and Springfield, Mass. And actually, I bet if they actually studied Springfield and Chicopee, they would find the same like they would find that those pigeons um, from there exist there as well. Hmm. Right. But if you look at then like the only connection there would be like I-95 again between those two areas. And it's not it's it's all green. It's not as Maybe urbanized it's just between because the two areas. something a little bit less. I don't even know if they thought about this. Maybe it's because the Boston pigeons can't understand what the fuck the New York pigeons are saying. And vice well, what, versa. Was, what was so funny is in Whoa, all the articles. Hey, why don't you flap your wings over here, baby? <laughs> in all in all the articles, they were like in all the articles, they were like, oh, the um, the Boston pigeons must prefer, you know, cream based chowders. <laughs> Versus wicked the, smart uh, pigeons. Over, yeah, oh my god! Smart, oh my god! This pigeons. fucking this fucking pigeon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so fascinating though, and like and the thing too, they talk the the thing that they talk about with this is they call it gene flow, right? The way the genes kind of transport in a local community in short periods of time, and I bet if they looked at the gene flow even for say other um, other animals in that area, right? So like say raccoons, right? Um, I bet they would find something similar. Like there's probably a, a link between raccoons say, in Boston and Providence, but not in like Hartford. Right. <laughs> um, or, or actually maybe that's wrong. Cause raccoons can also very successfully live in forest. They just like raccoons are weird because they, they live successfully in forests, but they are so much more successful in cities yeah. that there's actually like even differences between like city raccoons and uh, forest raccoons. <laughs> Especially the city how they rac- walk. I was going to say, the city raccoons walk like this. <laughs> Country raccoons walk like this. Anyways, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my fascinating story for this week. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, pigeons. We're all now smarter for having listened to that. And no frozen poop in the entire thing. Just want to throw that out. That was a silent killer. That just <laughs> boom. I was gonna say that was that was not a funny joke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was just a fact. There was no poop in the entire. There's no poop. That's just a fact. It's, just, it's not even a no joke. Jokes. It's just a straight. No frozen just a straight shit. fact. <laughs> so, all right, I, I, all right, Mister Flora. How to respond. Uh, so mine is coming from Gizmodo, and it's about an indigenous group in the Amazon that has experienced a drop in body temperature since 2002. Uh, and I thought this was. Uh, Pretty interesting because apparently everybody's body temperature has has dropped um, over the years, um, but they have experienced a, a rapid decline. Uh, so I guess they've been studying this group called the Chimane, uh, who are in Bolivia, and they um, they live in the, Boliz- the Bolivian Amazon, and they're they're kind of like uh, foragers and farmers down there. Um, and uh, apparently they've studied them for 16 years. So starting in 2002 and then ending in 2018. And uh, and they found that when they started studying them, I guess their internal temperature was 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, in 2018, it had dropped, uh, the averages had dropped to 97 Point seven degrees. That's an incredibly and, fast drop in a short amount of time. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's why they're they're saying it's remarkable. Um, because I guess from the eighteen sixties they were saying and this is a group from uh, uh, UC Santa Barbara, I think. Yeah, um, University of California Santa Barbara, and they were saying that since the eighteen sixties humans have had their. Um, temperatures on average start to to lower from 98 uh, i've heard that they my wife was actually telling me recently they were trying to make that more of a fluid number instead of uh well you're at 99.0 you're sick no or at 97 you're you have issues too no a lot of people just there's there should be a a little bit more of a range well i was going to say so i i looked into this a little bit too so um actually like studies have found that People, so it depends on the way you take the temperature. So, like the ninety-eight point six degrees that comes from a guy who measured armpit temperatures only, but oral temperatures tend to be lower, like ninety-seven, mm. like ninety-seven mm. point something. And now everyone's taking um, with their foreheads and shit, you know? Right, exactly. So, like that's probably even cooler because think your forehead is right out there to the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of interesting though that um. I don't know, man. It's so weird. Do they have a reasoning as to why, you know, was it environmental effects or just. They, uh, they have some uh, speculation. They don't, they don't know, but they, I think the leading theory is that maybe this group has started to interact more with the um, outside world and has started getting more uh, like uh, over the counter medicines. And so um, their immune systems has gotten better to the point where it doesn't need to run so hot all the time that's yeah, because they've actually introduced antibodies and things into their right their bodies well, that actually makes sense I didn't which is that. funny though because then that also means that their metabolism is probably lower yeah right so they should also be getting fatter could be maybe could be, but i mean that's uh, it that, yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
they apparently they eat a lot of plantains and they they you know forage and hunt for uh, protein and from what i understand they don't eat much you know they'll they'll eat an armadillo a week or something like that um i wow. don't know if that's per family or, or you want to see some crazy whatever, fancy dude it's it's armadillo is expensive <laughs> yeah i was well, watching they, maybe they don't have to deal with the leprosy anymore <laughs> i was watching some people they were talking about um inuit people and how they survive through the, the winters and the massive cold and one of the things that they have to do you were talking about proteins and stuff they have to eat a lot of fats um, so that they can, you know, get their body, you know, they need massive amounts of calories because just being cold, they might burn 3000 calories in a day, their body, because it's so cold. Just shivering. Yeah. You don't realize that shit, you know, and your body just working to keep itself at temperature. They were making uh, ice creams and yogurts uh, and stuff like that with fat from walrus and shit like that. And God, it looked terrible. And they were having people like try it. And the people that were trying it that weren't them were just like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> but it looks so good. And it's got raspberries in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those things. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it's just different parts of the world and the way that they have to. Well, remember Michael Phelps, which he, you know, he was six foot whatever and, and weighed nothing. And he ate like 15,000 calories a day because he swam so much that he went through that many calories, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just, where you're at in the world, oh, really. I mean, I guess that's getting off of it. What I'm getting at is, though, when they were eating all those uh, fats and things, no frozen poop knives, knives at all. Not a one of them in the whole story, so. Hmm. Well, it's not solid enough. <sighs> that's true. That's true. Although, if you're freezing it. I just don't feel like that's that's like that's not if he had dried the poop, I think I would have taken it to be more serious. But he didn't because he was you you missed the part. He was he was trying to prove or disprove like Mythbusters and urban legend. No, yeah, yeah, no, I I get that. I'm just saying, like, if you really if listen, you got to go the extra mile. (laughs) Give it another shot. Let's see what else happens. Give it another shot. Get a dryer. (laughs) Get a you know, get a dehydrator. When you're you're sharpening poop, you work with what you got. That's true. That's well, my point. grandpa always point. told me, and by God, I live by it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's to live by? We don't have shit laying around anywhere. Uh, so I, I think what we need to work on is next time, no poop stories or all poop stories. It's a, it's a coin toss, really. <laughs> Whichever way. I, I like leaving it up to chance. That is I, true. I like it's like hitting uh, three sevens in a row on the slot machine. <laughs> Like, you got a poop story? I got a poop story. Jackpot. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, I, I learned something this week. Pigeons are picky. They might not want to mate with you. And uh, temperatures are dropping and, and poop doesn't really cut real well. So, I, you know what? We're doing a service to our listeners. Yeah. It's a good roundup there. Yeah. Doing great. Uh, so... Any last parting words for anyone before we get out of here, kids? You got anything to 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 hawk? I know you got some episodes like we talked about earlier coming up, but uh, it's not like we're doing any big shows because you know Plaguelands. <laughs> go, uh, David. I, go, the last thing I yeah. I think we were supposed to have was last month. I didn't even touch base with you because everything in the world was canceled. We were supposed to do that film festival um, that I'd completely oh. forget. Yeah, I had forgotten about that too, and the, I don't think the guy ever reached back out to. Well, that's because he's probably dead. It's we're you know it's plagues. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, dude, it's like not. It's just 
go adopt a pet. Go adopt a cat. Adopt a dog. Yes. Adopt an old guinea pig or a turtle or you know, just go 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 make uh, go make something's day. Yeah, you're right. Nice. And there are a lot of them. And don't just get don't only look for puppies and mutts. That's the word mutts. You know, get the fun ones. And uh, I got a yeah, house full the, of them. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah, they're the greatest. Yep. Yeah. Yep, not counting my wife, I have three of them, so it's awesome. <laughs> she is sitting in here, and she's ignoring me to the best of her abilities. And I, well, she knows you've been talking about poop knives, so she doesn't want to agree. She's, no, she's just like, it doesn't even matter at this point. He's talking about poop too much. I didn't even get that from Huffington Post. I lied. That was just in her dream journal. <laughs> I'm I'm the anthropologist. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, this has been mad, blurry hysteria. Uh, a um, a feces riddled, high flying, low temp episode <laughs> of mad, blurry hysteria. See you next time. Wicked smart. Bye. Meeting adjourned. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.